year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Star Wars, Episode 8, The Last Jedi. In the year 1977, women knew their place. But then, in the year 2016, the SJW Feminazis cucked Disney into making a piece of feminist propaganda that ruined Star Wars and raped my fucking childhood. Apparently. <laughs> That's the last Jedi? Apparently. Apparently. Man, do I want to introduce myself after that? Uh, this is Matt. <laughs> this is Luke. And this is Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary, where we are today talking about The Last Jedi. So we're doing something a little bit different. We haven't watched The Last Jedi for the podcast yet. So I haven't seen this film since I saw it twice in the theaters back in 2016. I hit it about a year ago. Okay. So I actually, I, I, I was uh, just playing scenes for my daughter. She didn't want to see the whole thing, but I, I needed to show her, like, you know, Luke tossing his lightsaber. Yeah, yeah some and gags and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, I left the theater the first time, like, wow. That was the Star Wars film I've been waiting for. It was new, it was different, it was phenomenal. I loved every second of it. I went and watched it again. I was like, oh, yeah, this is so good. These fights are great. It's, it's like... It's like anime in places, some of the, the crazy lightsaber stuff that's happening. And then, in the years since, I've been told it's objectively bad. It's the worst thing. It ruined Star Wars. But I'm an idiot for liking it. I'm a cuck. I'm a moron. <laughs> like, Okay. So, in my head, in like response to that, I'm like, no. Fuck you. The Last Jedi was great. It's the only good Star Wars film. <laughs> Star Wars like, film. just out of spite. Like, <laughs> no, fuck you. I like that film. It was good. It had something to say. It subverted expectations in good ways. That's the whiny bitch Luke Skywalker I remember from the original trilogy. <laughs> hey, here's where I'm heading. Uh, I saw it. Uh, it was maybe two or three days after opening because of schedule, right? Yes, same. I watched it with my whole family. We tried to watch all the Star Wars films. I Christmas. think I maybe I, I've been Japan the whole time, so maybe I haven't been like inundated with all the the yeah stuff. yeah the culture wars around. Uh, it. I think pretty much my first viewing to now has been pretty much the same opinion. Right. So, I saw it, and I'd been getting more, like, meditation stuff. I, I can't bilocate, but I was like, holy crap, Luke's doing that now? That's awesome. I like that stuff. Um, maybe the plot is mildly echoing a Battlestar plot, uh, mm. 33. Uh, but but I liked it. I was like, they haven't done that in Star Wars. It's cool. I, I, I like this movie from the start. I still like it. But there's a turd in the middle. I Yeah, I definitely have heard complaints <laughs> about the... Uh, Turd in the middle. The casino. Right. <laughs> I don't hate it. Because, A, it's the scene which overlies over... What's the word? 
it's the scene which shows you all of the overlying themes of the film. This is where you learn the film's message and then see it come into play in the final act. Also, I think it deliberately evokes the prequels because it's showing the way this shiny, lavish, overly CGI lifestyle is built on the backs of the downtrodden, dusty original trilogy lifestyle. Well, that's the thing I felt like that whole sequence on the, let's spell it out, the uh, casino planet <laughs> with Finn and um, hit me up with her name. Do you know it? Rose, but I can't remember if that's her name or the actress's name. I think that might be her name. Anyway, anyway, they're on the, yeah. Now, their acting was fine. The CGI got me. That's where I'm like, oh, crap, we're back in the prequels. Right. Um, I've seen the trailer for the Rise of Skywalker, and I think it's going to play again. What do you mean it's going to play again? I saw some running horsey monster things. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, uh, yeah, I've, I have not been watching the trailers. I saw the trailer. And they put the seed. I want to get in there, you know. They threw in the seed. Like, I mean, at the end of Last Jedi, where the kid's like, oh. I'm, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's got, it, it has to play out, doesn't it? <laughs> right, but then... Because of the sort of man-baby reaction to The Last Jedi, a lot of the fear is that Rise of Skywalker is going to be just like, no, 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 this, no, don't worry, forget all that. It's, actually, it's like Star Wars was when you were a kid. Lara Dern's awesome. She was great in it. And <laughs> Daisy Ridley is fucking phenomenal in it. She's and good. I, I'm Kylo just, Ren is a great villain. I just, I, I feel like... Smoke was lame. I'm glad they got rid of him. Yeah. And basically, everything people complain about, they can shut up and suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, they fixed it, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. It was such a good film! Yeah, I yeah. like this movie. This After is... this, we are going to actually watch the film and maybe I'll be coming back in a minute being like, no, actually, it was uh, forced uh, diversity is bad. I've been red-pilled. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I'm is, a... it's it's the men in the fucking Star Wars universe that make things happen. So no, Ray. Actually, J.J. Just... Abrams is going to make Star Wars great again. Ray is just <laughs> feminist bullshit. They're going to take that right out of this podcast and put in some horrible thing where it makes me sound like an asshole. But my entire, I like Ray. I regularly say things which in my head I know are ironic. <laughs> and I know that someone is going to... So the best example of this, um, me and my best friend back in the UK, Mus, we used to take the piss out of these kind of characters a lot, right? And then my leaving meal before I left my hometown to start living with my parents saved money to come to Japan. We were sat having a nice, sensible dinner in a pizza place. I was sat, I had him on one side of me and opposite me on the table was my friend Amelia. And these two had never hung out together. She'd never seen me the way I am with him. And so we were sat, I can't remember what we saying. We were saying, yeah, well, you know, the fucking feminists have ruined video games. <laughs> and she just looked at me like I'd just killed a man. And I was like, oh, don't, don't worry, these aren't my actual opinions. <laughs> and yeah, that night ended with us in um, a nightclub <laughs> dancing to the tune SJW Cucks, SJW Cucks. <laughs> and it was like, I don't remember what's ironic anymore. <laughs> well, with this film too, um, the, there was the, the blowback came real fast after the release. This is the worst thing ever. And like, I thought it was pretty good. It's it's like they're, like this one really did seem to have some uh, manufactured uh, geek rage. Oh, there's some context because <laughs> that is manufactured by deliberately by white supremacists. And it is the same engine which, yeah, hounded women out of the games industry and put Trump in the White House. Like, <laughs> that's not a conspiracy. That's not a joke. It's a thing. These are, it's a, 
big online pool, cesspool of just men training other men to have these opinions and filling them with hate and, what's the word, radicalising them. But... It's a it's deliberate. It's yeah. manufactured. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And also Disney lean into it. Like Disney is not they're not your friends. No, you don't they, trust Disney. They're a big ass, very <laughs> evil corporation, but they're like, No, we're woke, we're the feminists. Hey, hey come on, you watch know? our movies. If you really wanna fight the power, you should watch Disney films. I wanna fight the power of Chuck D. Yep. <laughs> so with this movie, I, I Again, to me, I was just bugged by the the poopy um, prequel crap in the corner, and I the the feminist angle never even hit me. And never, Laura Dern was the general that seemed to be making bad decisions, and then oh, those decisions make sense. And yeah, it, still- the, the the gender never really occurred to me too much. <laughs> is it, is that what's bugging people? People, uh, mostly. Okay. Sometimes they try to pretend it's not. Okay. And they tried to pretend they're making And I did... But uh, no, what is bugging people is that it stars women and a black man and an Asian. Mm. And Luke is not just this super badass wet dream they were hoping he was going to be. What? He was so awesome. He, just, yeah. he was like the Joker for most of the movie. It was... Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't want interesting and good films. They want the world to be like it was when they were 12. And... Everyone on TV had the same color skin as them. <laughs> okay, we're going to watch it again, but let me say it again. That, uh, from this point of time and space, this is Mark Hamill's best portrayal of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> and it is so Luke Skywalker. It fits. It's great, but it's just so... Oh, I hope it's awesome when we watch it again. Shall we watch it again? Oh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> part of me hopes that I do genuinely watch it and hate it. <laughs> Okay, Just well, for the banter. you're telling about us this week. You're telling us about it this week. Yeah, so I haven't watched the film or written that yet, but you're about to hear it now. I come that is your uh, synopsis. Just crap. I'm doing it, aren't I? Okay. What was that? I don't know. Was that your British accent? But I'm self-conscious doing it from someone who has a real one. <laughs> I was going for Cockney asshole. Here right, if I do an American accent, would it make you feel better about your British one? I don't know. Try it. Oh my god! Did you see what Sydney was wearing yesterday? She was like so totally ratchet, and I can't even. The resistance evacuates the planet Dakar having outed themselves by destroying Star Killer Base in The Force Awakens. Hotshot X-Wing pilot Poe Dameron goads the arriving First Order starships and destroys a First Order dreadnought, but sacrifices the entire Resistance bombing wing in the process. To make matters worse, the Resistance can't escape as the First Order has learned how to track them through hyperspace and the Resistance's fuel is low. Meanwhile, Jedi Savant Ray has arrived on Luke Skywalker's secluded island to seek his help. Luke laughs at her like the Joker, drinks blue titty milk, and otherwise ignores her until he sees the raw power of the Force in her and gets a flame-driven kick in the ass from Force Ghost Yoda. Ray learns a bit about the Force, but probably not from Luke's leaf tickle. 
Back on the escaping starships, former Stormtrooper Finn and Mechanic Rose, with the cute help of droid BB-8, set off to find a master code breaker who can slip onto the First Order flagship and turn off their hyperspace tracker. Short story, this doesn't work out. Ray leaves Luke, confronts Kylo Ren, and the two of them confront and take out what turns out to be the cardboard baddie of Snoke. Ren is still hardcore all the way and resists joining Ray to become the First Order's new top ho-ho. Ray is still hardcore all the way and resists joining Ren to become the First Order's new top ho-ho. In order to escape, the Resistance retreats to an old rebel stronghold while General Holder, who had previously suffered an absurd mutiny attempt by hotshot X-Wing idiot pilot Poe Dameron, cripples the lead First Order ship by ramming the last Resistance cruiser into it. The surviving Resistance digs in their boots and makes their last stand on a Saudi rebel planet. They've got an offensive plan, but it doesn't go so well, and Luke Skywalker buys them time to escape, confronting Kylo Ren as a not-quite-there, bilocating mystic Jedi Knight. The effort ends Luke, who is actually back on his secluded island, well, at least until he officially turns in his application to become a new Force ghost. Those few left of the Resistance now all fit on the escaping Millennium Falcon. We may need Billy D. Lando to pilot that thing properly. Let's see what happens next week. What's a top ho-ho? Is that real slang or did you make that up? I think that's the um, official title of the uh, First Order uh, leader. Oh, okay. Yeah. I must have missed that. Okay. That's some prequel bullshit. He's <laughs> a top ho-ho. <laughs> lied to everyone yeah we decided that matt should do this week's synopsis and i should do next week's synopsis which is actually last week oh yeah we're recording <laughs> them back to back the wrong way around basically we're too emotionally attached to give sensible synopses to either of these films <laughs> so we went for the less emotionally attached ones i guess yeah but we did watch it again yep should i just go ahead and say it say what you want to say i still like this film hey. i like it more each time i watch it yeah, I guess the thing that um, got me this time, I, I did enjoy it, and I, I guess I, I guess I even enjoyed the middle a little bit more, because I guess I'm looking at where it's going to go in the next movie a mm. little more, but we'll talk about that later. Um, the one thing that really stood out this time is how fucking stupid Poe Dameron is. Right, but that's <laughs> like, it's trying to say something with that, right? It's like, you watch these movies and you're like, oh, this is, this is our guy, he's obviously going to be right. Which I think is a big, like, there's a big thing at the moment of, uh, you can't trust the experts. You want to trust the man on the street. He's the one who really knows what's going on. Which, of course, is really dumb. Right? <laughs> but that's always what, like, action movies have pushed, right? It's like, oh, these experts don't know what they're doing, but Jack Bauer knows the truth. Because <laughs> he's got street cred. And it's like, no, like, maybe... Poe is just an idiot who can fly a spaceship real good. And he should listen to these, like... 
long-serving, careered, storied generals. I know his tactic, right, at the beginning of the film of a prank-calling jerky boy style is d definitely stood out the first time I watched it. I, was like, I, didn't, I didn't hate it or anything. I was like, yeah, this tone's weird. But, like, um, Han did the exact same thing in, Phantom, in A New Hope. They just dragged it out a bit more here. Yeah, okay. Um, I, this, this entire trilogy... Well, I mean, we've only seen two of them so far, but... It's 66%, 0. 0.6. Yeah, it has more, more humor to it, I think, than the previous two trilogies. Or rather, it has more humor that lands. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess the original trilogy had more of the humor that comes from um, comes character quite interaction. This mostly is stuff like that. Yeah, but it's a, it's a little it's more forced, more forced but, but it's written better. Yeah. Well, it's not hard to write better than George, right? <laughs> well, dialogue, yeah. <laughs> but um, while, while we're still on Poe, yeah, Oscar Isaac's a pretty good actor. He's not, he's not bad here, but he's not great here. Yeah, he's just playing Hollywood leading man, right? He's not really getting to show off. Yeah. I know. Um, was it the same year that Ex Machina was, or was that a few years earlier? I, I think that was closer to around the time of... Force Awakens? It was before Force Awakens because... Everyone pointed out that the hero and villain in Ex Machina swapped roles for Force Awakens. Oh, right. Because Hex is the other guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty hip. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, you can, I guess, in testament to his acting, you can barely work out in your mind that that's the same person playing both roles. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but he's, at best, okay here. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't say it's um, any commentary on his acting. It's just that he's playing quite a... He's playing a role which doesn't give him much room to show off, right? Yeah. He's just playing chisel-jawed hero guy, so... Let's talk a little more about the new school. Uh, John... Is it Boydega? How do you say his last name? Do you know? Uh, John, actually, no. John Boyd... Boydega? Boydega? I've only seen it... It's one of those things where I've only seen it written down. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. But he's... he's I've forgotten his real name until you said it. He's yeah, just Finn to me. He's Poe's lover. Yeah, definitely. You told 100%. me. <laughs> oh, well, no, that... So, before I'd seen any tweets or anything, I came out of Force Awakens being like, oh, that relationship kind of felt a bit romantic to me. Um, but then in interviews, John, John, John. Bodega <laughs> has repeatedly said that he, he actually plays it deliberately a bit romantic because it's just how he reads it. That's Ob genius. But, um, I mean, obviously I don't think we'll ever get a payoff to that, right? Mm. But that, as like, you know, Kirk and Spock and any other two male parents, I'm sure there are people out there. Who finds some validation in seeing this relationship and seeing? You told yeah, me I see that as a sexual thing. So. You told me he was retweeting the shippers for. He does retweet shippers now and then, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty. Um, oh yeah, like the poster came out for Rise of Skywalker, and like the two of them are stood behind Ray or something like that, and just someone tweeted like, "In my head, they're holding hands behind." Her. <laughs> and then he retweets it with like, "How did you know?" <laughs> so um, I guess Finn's supposed to be holding hands with our, our newcomer here. Uh, the character is Rose. The actress now is escaping me. Something Tran, I think? Marie Tran? Yeah, yeah. So she's a trippy one. I like her. <laughs> yeah. um, no, she's definitely into Finn. I, I never in the film got any impression that he's into her. Ah, that's how it works out. Okay. Because he seems completely surprised when she kisses him and stuff, right? Right, right. Well, he did just um, get knocked out of, like... a. Death Ray and yeah, yeah. I mean he, he has he has every right to be rattled at that point. So yeah, so going back to what we talked about in the preview part, um, she got hounded off social media. She got so much hate for this film. Yeah, that's 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 wild. Why? Because she's female and Asian. Okay. <laughs> and she's not that skinny. 
Uh, I don't think that came into it much, but probably a bit. Okay, that yeah, one, yeah. I, I mean, she's, she's cute. She's fine. But I, yeah, it's, but yeah, she's yeah, good no. in this movie. She had the audacity to be in this film, and she isn't a straight white man. Ah, okay. <laughs> and Daisy is, uh, I Daisy guess, uh, the one we got to get to. I fucking love Ray. She yeah. might be my legit favorite star. Oh, as you know, we'll, we'll talk about my favorite Star Wars character in a minute. I but I really like her. I think I liked her a little better in The Force Awakens still. And I'm Maybe. not quite sure why. Uh, in this film, she never really had agency at any point. She's like, she's here because she just feels like this is what she has to do. Someone told her to do it. And then she's just dragged through the events. In our rewatch, I definitely felt a little more strong when she's like, keeps pleading to Luke and Luke's like, fuck that, that does, that's not important, you know? Oh, yeah, It's yeah, just yeah. another thing, right? And I, that did not occurred to me so much on the first couple pickups, but that definitely makes sense with uh, Luke's character here, right? Where he's yeah. kind of like a... Well, it's an interesting thing. So obviously, uh, New Hope or whatever, the absolute classic um, hero's journey arc, right? Luke refuses the cool, but then it gets personal and he accepts the cool, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, it's a, uh, you know, one of, not, not a Xerox copy, but those really old things that where everything comes out purple. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. It's, right. New Hope is like Joseph Campbell. Uh, but um, in this trilogy... Ray never really refused the call. She straight away decides to help the goodies, right? Well, she wasn't. She was in a shittier place than Luke to start with. Yeah, She's living but in a hollowed-out spaceship. Luke refuses the call to be the old wise master. <laughs> so Luke's just twice now been a dick about it. He just wants to lay. He just wants to go to. He just wants Touchy to... Station and buy some power converters. That's he just he wants to, to lie back and play some Splatoon. Yeah, that's all he milk. wants to do. That's, that's what he's been doing about now. <laughs> that's what he's been doing for the past what fifteen years. Just. Laying back and playing Splatoon on his island. Yep. That's what Against all those little, um... Those little lizard caretaker women. He just makes them play video games with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, um... You know, of course, they, they hate Ray because she's breaking stuff, but Luke destroys an entire hut. Well, I think that was Yoda. Oh, no, 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 no. yeah, yeah, he... Yeah, he... The one, when yeah, where, with, where Ray's yeah. communing with Kylo, yeah, and he and like that. No, no, yeah, Yoda gets rid of the um, the the Yidril tree. So they did the Yoda better in this film in ten minutes than the entirety of the prequel trilogy. Well, he's a puppet again. Yeah, well, he he just I don't know if he was or not. He he was a puppet. Yeah. Okay, but he felt like Yoda. Yeah, the giggling, the the voice, like just that so, cheekiness. He never saw that cheekiness in the. No, he's so trilogy. dead serious in those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he starts twirling around in the episode two, but that's right, but stupid. It's yeah, it's <laughs> funny, but not not for character reasons. <laughs> it's funny because it's a fucking dumb thing for them to put in that film. Okay, I, I think we're doing characters here. So uh, Leia next. Okay, yeah. Um, how much of this did she film before she passed away? All of it. Okay, because there were just there were occasionally shots which just felt like the way they were put together and stuff. I thought, did they just take some footage and sort of? I think she passed away after this was released, like right after. Like no, no, because it was before this. It was or around the it? time of Rogue One. Okay. Because uh, this film okay. does end with a tribute. Yes, yes, yes. So any, anyway, I, they obviously they couldn't get her for reshoots, but she at least finished Principal. Yeah, just, there's just two shots. So there's one right near the end. Just before like the final battle, where she's just like stood looking out at the horizon, and just something about the blocking of it—it it looks like it was sort of photoshopped together after the fact. But that might just be that's how fucking films are made these days. Yeah, um, it'll be very curious to see how they get her in the new film. The infamous Mary Poppins shot. Oh, I wrote the um, 
someone's probably used this before. I wrote the unsinkable Carrie Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> and a pinch of pixie dust. <laughs> um, but, so how did you feel about that shot, that scene? It's jarring, but she has had a good 30 years to uh, develop her own force powers. Yeah. So it's not unreasonable. Yeah, it's, it's well established Jedi can move stuff with the force, so I don't know why anyone would think that floating through space is... I think it's not what was done, it's but just, it's just how lo it looked it, on film. It does look a bit weird and cheesy, but it's like a 60-year-old woman floating through space. How good can it look? Right? <laughs> yeah, I had zero problems with that shot. Yeah, but it was, I, it was definitely jarring the first time. I was like, whoa, they're making a bit of a... So I, I think it's the tone. It's the way well, they did also, it. Well, also, it's a little like... Doing a fake-out death for that character when the actress had just actually died. Yeah. It, it felt a bit cheap. Yeah, yeah, that's but true. But also I suspect that was, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that that was actually all planned and shot and filmed before her real life death. Are we gonna talk about the real tragedy of that uh, bridge explosion? Admiral Akbar? Of course. It's yeah. a trap! Yeah. <laughs> Bring him back just to kill him off. Bastards. <laughs> um, we've gotten most of the, uh, 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 Finish okay. the characters. The uh, big one for me then. Kylo Ren. That's the last one to get to. Fucking Adam Driver's ripped. Yeah, I know. Holy shit! I love <laughs> Swolo Ren. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a response someone. Ben Swolo, that's the one. There we go. When the film came out, and I don't agree, it's just, uh, an old girlfriend like like typed like, oh, you, he made me think of you when you were a young one. I don't get that, but cool. Um, <laughs> but I don't think he was this ripped in the last one. Well, we never got any shirtless scenes, yeah. but yeah, he is pretty ripped. Now, Adam Driver was, a, was a seal? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. He's, he's dressed really weird, though. He's got those pants that go, like, almost up to his nipples. Like cummerbund. Yeah, so it looks like he's, like, William Shatnering, sucking it in. <laughs> but if you look closely, he has got pretty toned abs, and he's got nice pecs. So Snoke's a bit of a perv, then, because he's orchestrating these mind melts. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, that character and that actor are... Phenomenal. I liked him in we, we, we Force Awakens. Kylo there, right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Not, not Snow. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't like that character. <laughs> but uh, in, like, Force Awakens, I was like, oh, I like this. It's smart. Like, whatever villain they did was going to be compared to Vader. So they did the trick of our villain is just obsessed with being like Vader. But he's so much more than that in this yeah. one. Oh, definitely. And, like, getting rid of the helmet and smashing it insanely yeah, yeah. helps. That said, I like the helmet. I, I yeah, miss the, the helmet. helmet's pretty cool, and I like the voice he has with the helmet as well. Yeah. But, no, the he's such a good actor. No, you he, can't leave him in a fucking Power Rangers helmet. In The Force Awakens, he's violent, but he's not menacing. No. In this movie, he becomes menacing, and even more disturbingly, and I think I feel like the new movie might get into this, he might be right. Yes, yes, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, I like, like, there's a lot of depth to his character, both in the fact that he is conflicted, but also you feel conflicted watching him. Anyway, um, you know, he asked Ray to join her. No, he says, like, we, we're, we're destined to, we have to join at some point. Yeah. And she turns it down because as a hero, she has to. But, you know, he's, he's probably, I think he's on to something that's going to end up becoming something. Yeah, well, yeah, I feel like if, if this really is meant to be like the end of the saga, the thing to do is join the light and dark side, right? Exactly. Like, treating the universe with that duality is wrong. It's meant to be, you know, the human experience is having a light and a dark side. Yeah. Which I felt, yeah, this film hinted towards that and then didn't give it to us. But no, the line of his... They gave I, us quite a bit, and I want to get into that some more, but let, let's finish on Ren, which, sorry, I interrupted you. Oh, I yeah, yeah, no, the line which I love from Ren is... Um, 
which I use just as like a life motto now. Let the past die, kill it if you have to. <laughs> and I guess that's where the uh, manufactured or actual hate, I think there was a little of both, a lot of manufactured, but a little bit of actual hate because this movie does take The Force Awakens and just like, you know, stab it like a... Like a well, it stabs the... Because the I really like The Force Awakens. It's a fun film. It's a well-made film. It's very good. But it's the a complaint new hope everyone again. has is, yeah, it does nothing new. And this, and this, this film is like... Table every, flip. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> And that's why I came out of it like, yeah, that was the Star Wars I needed. This is the first time Star Wars has felt fresh since, like, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And I mean, some people go for technically, Empire. Technically, the original trilogy, mm. uh, the prequel trilogy, did some, like, groundbreaking things. But as films, Technologically. They were, that's what I mean, yeah, technologically. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, like, as films, they were very played out. And, and obviously, as prequels, they had to end in a certain way. And George Lucas got to every single one of those points in the most obvious way. I mean, we all forget it now, but Empire was also a table flip. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it, it was also received very poorly on release, right? Yeah, somewhat. I mean, it was, yeah. it was still blockbuster. <laughs> right. No, but I, I also feel like people forget that what Jedi did. I don't think many people went into that film seeing it coming that Darth would turn. Return. No, it would turn. Darth is good at the end. Right. People expect, oh, the hero is going to go and defeat the villain and kill him, and that's the end, right? Yeah. But no, Darth actually is... Like, Luke's mission in that film is not to defeat the Empire, to fight the baddies. It is to save his father's soul. Which is very unexpected <laughs> for, like, the final part of a big blockbuster Aston trilogy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, just before... I want to move on to, like, kind of the themes because we're, like, kind of skirting the edges there. Mm. Um, one more question. Is Mark Hamill playing Luke or the Joker? And what percentages is he doing what? Oh, he's 100% playing Luke. I yeah. think this is a... like. Here, Luke, here's was the... a, Luke was whiny and constantly, like, giving up on things. He, this is a very, like, this is what would happen if Luke went through what he went through. See, Luke I think he's 80% kind of... Joker here, and it's not a criticism. What I like is the only times we see the old Luke Skywalker is when he sees R2-D2 again. Yeah. And when, um, at first when he sees Yoda, he's still the Joker, but once Yoda actually, Like, you know, chastises him. Then he becomes Luke, and then those, and, uh, well, I guess the, his, his little moment with Leia would also be Luke, but those are the only bits I think we see, like, Luke Skywalker, the rest of the time he's the old, grizzled Luke Skywalker, who's very similar to the Joker, and I love it. <laughs> I guess, I don't feel like he ever did the Joker voice or anything. Though. He did, I yeah? think. think. I think I heard some Joker voice. Okay. <laughs> uh, tell you why he didn't Jedi must end! Tell you why he didn't feel like the Joker to me. He never felt like he was enjoying any of this. Okay. Luke uh, was depressed. Luke he, was a sad, sad man. He enjoyed the titty man. Yeah, yeah, and he, en well, he enjoyed pissing <laughs> off Ray. But, like... <laughs> So that's what the Joker does. The Joker yeah. doesn't like himself. He enjoys pissing off other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little of that. <laughs> uh, again, I'm not. I loved that about this movie. So yeah. if you convince me he was not the Joker, you'll you'll make me sad. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Well, yeah, I mean, it's an actor and he's playing a similar role, so it makes sense. Yeah. But I also did feel like it was. It was very true to the character of Luke Skywalker. Oh, God, yes. I mean, that's like, where he'd be. People complain like because they wanted to see Luke as this ultimate badass, whatever. That final scene, he is. Yeah, like, Luke, Luke always has to be shoved into yeah. confrontation. He doesn't. He tries his best to avoid it because he doesn't want it. And, well, and even at the end, when he does like do a badass thing and confront them, he does it in a pacifistic way, right? Oh yeah, his his little shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Dusting, yeah. Dust but, uh, off his shoulder. So even before I'd figured out 
my first theory when he survived was like, and also I noticed he didn't make the footprints, was he was he had died when they shot him, and was a ghost. Oh, the uh, King's cool too. Yeah, they also they also um, they drop a hint to it earlier in the film. Yeah, because when Luke, when Ren and Rey first start seeing each other, he says, "Oh, you're not doing this. The effort would kill you." <laughs> and Luke eventually does use that power. Yes, so there is a, there is a clue, but um, didn't kill when, Snoke. Even when I thought he was there fighting, um, the way he fought was like, "Oh no, this is how a Jedi Master would fight." Yeah. Like he's just dodging and slipping around and fighting in a way where he doesn't have to fight. No, his best lightsaber battle is an Empire. Um, but, and, and I did think about Return when I said that, but I went with Empire in the end. Um, his best lightsaber battle is an Empire, but this is his best Jedi confrontation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is, this is what the Jedi should have... Like, when we saw Yoda fight, and it was all them flips and shit. No, it should have been this. It should have been, you just can't touch him. He's so good. Yeah. The so only I... other place they did that well um, was in that cartoon, Rebels. I didn't see much of that. I, have, I, I, I have never watched episode. it. I saw a clip on YouTube where Obi-Wan and Darth Maul have a rematch. And it's like, Darth Maul is still trying to do all his kung fu shit. And Obi-Wan just calmly sidesteps him and kills him. Like Indiana Jones? Kind of. Well, no, he's, he's still a sword fight. But right, it's just okay. like, a little step, done. <laughs> because showing off and bouncing around is not what you do when you actually know what you're doing. Mm. He, like, he moves as little as possible because he's a master. Right. So I think we need to get a little deeper in Jedi's now, yeah? I guess. Okay. So I think most of the manufactured hate on this film was probably the uh, red pill bullshit. Yes. But the real hate, which was probably less for the most part, I think, is that the Jedi Order is now pretty much fascist. Right, but that was also the prequel trilogy, right? It was, but they never spelled it out. Like, you know, when, when Darth Vader actually takes out the Order, it's still a tragedy, right? Right. I think it was the Jedi were never... And I don't think Luke is saying they're bad, but they're misguided. Misguided, yes. Definitely. And I think... That was maybe even in the original trilogy, kind of hinted at. Like they needed to do it a different way. So the prequels went the opposite direction. Oh, to use the Force, you have to be powerful and midi-chlorians and all that crap. Where this movie is like, everyone can use the Force, the Jedi just kind of sit well, on I it and hide it. I think everyone can use the Force. But his line is, the Force doesn't belong to the Jedi. Because the Force is the Force. It binds all living things. Right. And the idea is, Jedi are just meant to serve the Force. Yes. But um, they make it like, yeah, it's our thing, it's the Force, no one else. Um, Rogue One had the Force adept, right? He wasn't yes. a Jedi, but he could use the Force to a certain extent. No, he didn't, he didn't use the Force, he just had faith in the Force. But in that he way, let he let the used Force it. use him. I mean, the way he went into those battles, obviously he was actually using some Force, not the way a Jedi does, but... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and I think that's what Luke's getting at, is like, yeah, if you have to be a Jedi, you have to have, if you want to say it, midichlorians to, like, do all the over-the-top shit. But everyone is part of the Force. And that's also why I think the point with the... the Revenge of the Sith stuff, right? With the cheating death, is that the reason it's a Jedi thing and not a Sith thing is because Sith are trying to cheat death, whereas Jedi are just accepting death and mm. stepping into the Force and knowing that is just the next stage of life. 
Was Han Solo a secret Jedi? He def he the the Force worked with him. Yeah, the Force had some. He, he was strong with the Force. Is Jar Jar Binks a Sith Lord? Yeah, he's Snoke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that. Um, so. I, I absolutely love when Yoda just laughs and burns down the Jedi archives. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that was, that's, what I, that's what I mean when I said this was Yoda done right. Like, it's just he's giggling, he's cheeky. And blows up the archives. Yeah. You know, because Luke was set on doing it. And, uh, because, like, that's the point where, in theory, Luke is like, the Jedi must end, but he didn't feel it till Yoda did that. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he just didn't have the balls to do it. Yeah. <laughs> As he needs to be shoved into situations in the end. Yeah. And like obviously Yoda doesn't want the Jedi to end, but he knows that you stuffy old books and the old order are not the way to do the Jedi anymore. Yeah, if Just you to... try and read the Rig Vedas, um, there's fantastic information there, but it's going to take you a while, trust me. <laughs> it's not yeah. the most fun read. But yeah, I think the Jedi stuff was... the Well, going back to the theme we talked about before, it was the right move for the whole you have to move on from the past, being the theme of this film, right? Mm. That you can't just make another nostalgia movie. So is moving on from the past a euphemism for killing your childhood these days? <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> that's what people say. This movie killed my childhood. One, watch the older ones, don't watch this one, you're good to go. Yeah. Don't worry about it. But <laughs> but yeah, you well, like people do try and stay children their whole lives these days, right? So... And this Maybe movie it's good to kill your childhood. See, Poe doesn't get to be a child anymore. He's got to learn how to actually, you know, be a tactician by the end of the movie. Okay, well, let's go into one of the things. Even Luke's got to learn, right? I he, mean, he he thinks he's on the on his island perch in the right place, but he's still got a few things wrong. Yeah. So one of the, people come at me with trying to convince me that, like, no, no, it's not just because of the women and stuff. It's because this is objectively a bad film. And I'm sure people have tried to tell me that, like. The story doesn't make sense. The characters don't make sense. But that's bollocks. Like, every character in this film has an arc. They have motivations. The plot is mostly moved by characters, right? Yeah, even the part I don't like, the casino thing, that's what happens in most Star Wars films. You know, they kind of serendipitously, you know, do this insane scheme, which in this case turns out to be a red herring. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but again, it's making a point. Like, everyone's like, oh, no, the heroes with the tiny odd scheme are gonna win through it's like no sometimes just do the sensible safe bet yeah even in extreme situations sometimes the best solution is to do nothing yes so i'm gonna go real hardcore then let's let's bring out the um the the train moral question the train's on the track it's going to kill your mother who's tied to the track you can flip the switch and take out five people or the other way around i don't know how it works out but I think the answer is to do nothing because you did not set up the situation. Yeah, people have. Um, the person who set up the situation is the, is the, the, the vile yeah. thing, right? Yeah. By doing nothing, you now have no moral bounty on it because you didn't set up the situation, and either way, it's going bad, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but then in other cases, inaction is an action. Yeah. So. Poe and Finn and Rose, are they trying too hard? Oh, definitely. Well, like, um, Leia <laughs> so they've says, done nothing like, and just hung out? Well, I can also see the point of, like, maybe Holdo should have told them, right? She did. But she just her, didn't listen. From her point... No, but we told them the plan. <laughs> yeah. But from her point of view, she doesn't know how they're tracking them. 
So there could be a traitor. Yeah. So I think it makes sense that she keeps it on a need to know. Yeah, but she, I mean, it's not like she's that secretive. She's not telling the intricacies, but she gives the basic outline. When I watched it again, I was like, Poe's not listening. She actually is making some valid points he could take. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, and what Leia says is, you're, tr you're not doing the right thing. You're trying to be a hero. Yeah. You know, in Japan, older women dye their hair purple in order, for some reason. They yeah. think, I guess they, I don't know why. Why? So, so is, so is Holdo. Oh, yeah, she does have the purple hair. Yeah. I really like Holdo. She's good. Is she trying to look younger? I think she's trying to look space. Spacey. <laughs> space Dern. <laughs> Otherwise, you'd expect her to go through a pile of dinosaur shit. Yeah. No, she's from the purple hair planet. Yeah. Where <laughs> Mace Windu comes from, you just don't know it because he shaved his hair off. Okay. So if the Jedi Order comes here, are you joining? But, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, I might not stick with it, but I'd learn all the powers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, if you join, you have to stick with it. Holy crap, they'll probably lightsaber duel you if you leave. Um, they let Count Dooku leave. Was he in the Jedi Order? Yeah, they say, oh, he used to be a Jedi. Oh, okay. But uh, he's just allowed to leave and just be a Count, I guess. Yeah, again, I, I, I don't watch the prequel too much. Yeah, yeah, that's always been a bit vague. I do want to get back to the Clone Wars uh, CGI one, though. Yeah, I've heard, I've actually heard good things. I've, I've seen the first two seasons. I got the third, which I never watched, and the others, yeah. I heard it just did what the films should have done, but didn't, and actually gave everyone character. Yeah, basically, here, here's my Star Wars watch. I know you, in prep for the new one, you started with one, and I made you skip to this one, but uh, you're trying to go in order. Yeah, I'm actually still a little fresh. I'm probably still going to end up watching this one again the week before yeah. Skywalker, just so I've done my... Right. So I'll be watching, um, here's, probably here's, watch Empire tonight. Here's my, this is my viewing order. Mm. Clone Wars CGI show, if you want to watch the hand-drawn one, then I won't argue with that, too. That's pretty short, so yeah. Then episode three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, that is, that is the correct order, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I just wanted to do all nine. Because and we'll get to one. that last week, which we haven't recorded yet with Phantom Menace. Which... Yeah, I, it might well be that by the time, once I watch Rise of Skywalker, I may never watch one and two again. <laughs> but also, I'm an idiot, so I probably will. Yeah. I'll probably try and like, just sit down and watch all nine at once one here's day. With, here's it with two, uh, episode two. I don't like two. I don't actually hate two. I just I'm, have zero interest in two. Oh, I hate two more than one. Really? It's just boring, man. Okay. <laughs> We'll get to a later time. Yeah, we, well, that'll be next episode for us, last episode for You Are Home Listening. Okay. Um, do you want to say anything else about the Jedi? Uh, I hope... Well, we'll get into this later as a big thing, but uh, my big concern is that with Abrams back on board, the ninth film is just going to be course-correcting back. Reset? Oh, course-correcting. Fuck, that was lost, wasn't it? Yeah. It's going to be like, <laughs> oh, no, 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 yeah, all the stuff in Jedi, in Last Jedi was a red herring, where actually it is just the old traditional shit that you I, know and love. I do feel just from the trailer, because I loved in Last Jedi, Rey being told that her parents were nobody. Right. I think they're going to end up being somebody. I really, yeah, that was, so, because that's such a good message. It's like, it's not about who your parents are, it's just you. Ray just fell into a situation. Yeah. I like that, but I do feel like, that's one thing that I already have, I've kind of steeled myself that they're probably going to flip into, she's the golden child again. Yeah, but yeah, that sucks, because, it, well, like, having everyone just be a Skywalker and a Kenobi, it makes the universe small. Yeah. The way the prequels just kept going back to the same planets makes the universe small. Right. Whereas it's just like, no, anyone could be a Jedi. That's kind of the point, right? Like, <laughs> also, Empire made it clear that Luke wasn't nobody. He was somebody. Whereas coming in this film, Rey must be somebody. Oh, now she's nobody. And I like that. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, I want her to continue to be an awesome nobody. 
But I don't. Well, yeah, I guess in A New Hope, yeah, Luke's dad was killed by Vader, but he was just a hot never shit set up. Him. Yeah, he's not. It's never set up that Luke is like central to the galaxy. <laughs> but no, like Darth Vader is basically second in command of the entire galaxy, and Luke is his son. So, right. So yeah. I like that. This one was like, nope, your your power. She's doing awesome shit, but she's not actually somebody. Yeah, she's she's making herself somebody. Yeah, which is a good message. I'm fucking bored of chosen one shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think we see Sith in this film? Is anyone in this film a Sith? Snoke, maybe. I don't know. Is because okay. Uh, spoiler: We've heard Palpatine's voice in the new trailer, so likely there's something about that. Yeah. Would that make Snoke the apprentice? Yeah, or like a puppet ruler or something. Or... And who's then? Who is Kylo? The puppet of the puppet of. Well, He's maybe. Just a tool. No, it's meant to be Kylo all along, and Snoke was just like a middleman. Yeah. I, I, I do like that Kylo's not quite. I, I don't think he's Seth. Well, I, I, I can't remember if this was ever like in canon or just a fan theory. The idea that Kylo is. He's deliberately being played up to be conflicted because that's what makes you the most powerful. Ah. Is when you have the light and dark in you. See, if they can run. I think they might. They might. Well, we are going to get into that in the next week, but. Uh, I hope that's the the track they run on. Then yeah. then we can all like JJ a little more. Not that I dislike him, but uh, you, you you never quite know well, what you're going to get. He's very good at starting things, but have we got any proof that he's good at ending things? Well, this could be his big chance. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I've just seen one of your notes. I'd take it up the bung from Kylo. Ray still seems like jailbait. Yeah. Because <laughs> Kylo would be legal. I think they're both my age. Yeah. <laughs> Daisy looks young. Uh, she's like mid-twenties, though, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm, I, I think don't, I don't feel that she looks... How old is the character? Bad, like twenties. Okay, I thought she was like supposed to be 16, 17, 18. Oh, and I Wakens, never got that impression. Which means she still would be in this movie because this movie comes right after. Yeah, this is the closest a sequel has ever. Yeah. Unless you count like Rogue One leading straight into A New Hope, but that's a different thing. Mm, we don't count that. But yeah, normally there's like a couple years between the films, right? Anyway, my thought is Ray is supposed to be 17, 18. Oh, no, I didn't get that impression at all. The, the actress is older now, but. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I got. I just read both of them as young adults. Yeah, I guess they're supposed to be like. Are they twins? Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> they might be twins. But, but why would Leia and Han not have mentioned that? <laughs> you think they know? <laughs> Maybe. You think they know? <laughs> no, she's a clone of Palpatine that he was meant to inhabit, or some shit like that. <sighs> so many unknowns in this December 2019. Yeah, there's a lot. The early of, part of December 2019. A lot of this film, which is like. At the moment, I like it, but it could be rendered retroactively disappointing if The Force Awakens doesn't follow through, right? The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If The Rise of Skywalker doesn't follow through, then, yeah, that would be a shame. Anyway, what we actually came here to do is uh, look at that, what, we, what we've been calling the well, turd in the middle. What I've been calling the, the turd in the middle. 
You, you don't find it a turd? No, I, well, ever, yeah, since the first time I saw it, people have been complaining about the CGI prequelies Casino Planet bit in the middle. So one thing, on every rewatch, that bit feels shorter. Okay. I don't think they spend a lot of screen time there. It felt shorter when I watched it this week. Yeah. Um, thematically, it's key for this film and hopefully for the trilogy. It's where they learn all the like lessons of this film. Yeah, that comes... That's what, like, like you said, some things may retroactively make this film suck more, but it might make that this bit better because yeah. the, the trailers have certainly hinted at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, they, you know, spread the idea of the rebellion to all these people on this planet. But also just the... I loved the little... She's, the line is like, he's like, oh, where are we going? She's like, oh, the worst place in the universe full of terrible people. And in previous Star Wars films, whenever they've said that, it's been slums. It's been <laughs> poor people, right? But it cuts directly from that line to champagne glass clinking rich cunts, right? Rose has a groovy sense of humor. No, but she's correct. <laughs> yeah, she's correct. They are the worst people in the universe. <laughs> this is like the military-industrial complex. It's people getting rich off other people dying. Yeah, and, and Benicio Del Toro, uh, do you remember his character's name? Because I don't. Have we even given it? Benicio, we'll call him Benicio. Yeah, um, the hacker, but I don't know if we're even given a name. He for doesn't it. need to be in this movie at all, but I do love his acting in it. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's he's full on weird ass Benicio, which I always like the weird Benicio. Yeah, I guess suspect style. the complaint which I would take for this film is just that it's not well integrated. No, it's a wild goose chase, film, right? In, in the context of his film, it's a wild goose chase. Yes, but obviously you don't know that until the end. Yeah, but um, thematically, I think it works well. Hopefully in the sense of the overall trilogy, it will work well. But yeah, so the point of this scene is that the real bad guy of Star Wars is the Star Wars. The Star Wars. Like, war is the bad guy. Yeah, you don't want a war. Like, obviously I understand why the Rebellion and now the Resistance are fighting back, because you got it, right? Yeah. Are they but back war's to, not good. Are they back to the Rebellion by the end of this movie? They kind of interchangeably go by both. Well, neither is an official name, is it? It's just I, what they are. I think I had a, a one of those theater shout-outs when um, uh, Phasma calls Finn Rebel Scum. No, she calls him Scum, and he says, yeah, Rebel Scum. Oh, okay, there we go. Yes, <laughs> it's yes, a bad yes, line. Yes. Yeah, I Although, love that line. before that fight, there's a really bad line. Which, you know when you play, like, more recent Mortal Kombats and shit, everyone just has to have a little line before the fight starts. <laughs> but she's like, oh, I'll kill you, traitor. And he's like, bring it on, Chrome Dome. It's <laughs> like, neither of those lines were necessary. <laughs> like, eh, he's, he's nervous. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. he's about getting into a fight with the... the Who's lamer, think? Boba Fett or Captain Phasma? I, my <laughs> biggest hope for Rise of Skywalker is that she comes back again... And has a crap death again. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing. See, because yeah, both of them are just like, oh, the armor's cool, but they don't actually do anything in all three films. As we got to, Bobo was born in the holiday special. True. Oh, in the holiday special, we, we put in the bit. I, I actually watched it yet again with my buddy, and we put his bit in. <laughs> do you know the part we skipped? The animated part? Yeah. Really? We were in it for the shit, man. I was going to say, it's... it's good, but that doesn't make it fun to watch in the way that the shit is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Phasma is definitely the uh, new trilogy's uh, Boba. Yeah, yeah, well, she's just like, oh, it's a cool action figure, but that's it. <laughs> what a waste of a great actress. <laughs> uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, go on just a bit, because I can't 
off the my mind go what she's been in other than this? Oh, oh, Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I'm not I'm not a throner. Oh, okay, yeah, she's a major character. I didn't I, have the boner for throners. I don't think she's done much beyond Game of Thrones and Star Wars. I mean, I'm sure she has roles, but... Okay, that, that's why she's not that, my radar. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because yeah. I don't know if she's good or bad, because Phasma has nothing to do. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, but, like, the whole Canto by Casino sequence, to me, felt like it was there just to ram home the point. And also, it was there to say... Because, like, I think I've said this in our opening part. But, yeah, it does look a bit prequely and shiny. Although, I don't think it looks bad. I just don't like the running beasts. I forgot the name of them, but... I don't know if we're giving them it. But, yeah, eh, they looked okay. But, um, it's that, like... Obviously, the big split between the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy is the original trilogy looks rough and used and lived in, and the prequel trilogy looks shiny and too sci-fi-y. But it's because the prequel trilogy mostly centered on, like senators, queens, like, you know, the Jedi Order. But the original trilogy, they're rebels and just scraping by and criminals and farmers and whatever. So the shiny prequel world might have existed in that universe, but those aren't the characters we're interested in, right? Right. And that's one of the reasons the prequel trilogy sucks, because <laughs> the characters are all boring and privileged <laughs> and, like, I don't care about these people. Jar Jar is exiled from his people. Yeah, but he's fucking Jar Jar Binks. He's a class traitor. Binks, a Star Wars story. I would, I'd watch it. <laughs> the, thinking about Jar Jar Binks just makes me think about crisps. Mm, why? Um, when Phantom Menace came out in the UK, there was a Jar Jar Binks tour you could get in packets of Walker's crisps. Okay, and I we, ate shitloads of those crisps to try and get rid of these Jar Jar Licensed stuff, but... Uh... I don't think, well, why, they'd be potato Lays chips. Lays, as they would from, be for you. Yeah. Lays chips. Maybe potato chips, yeah. But, um, <laughs> what the fuck was I talking about? Potato yeah, chips. Yeah, so, you no, know, you can see that this shiny, prequel, rich snob world is built on the back of the, the working man Star Wars universe. And I think it was good to actually see that. So, what you're saying is... Visualized. The point was for the visual, not for the plot. It was for the visual and the theme. It's place in the plot... I will admit, is pretty shoehorned in. I will say it bugged me less this time. It's because the casino is not CG anyway. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just shiny, right? It's like a Bond movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you see the codebreaker they were meant to get. Oh, that's and great. And he is like this Bond guy. <laughs> that, that is fantastic cinematography. Yeah. It's him. <laughs> and then they get dragged off and tased. <laughs> tased and dragged off. It goes in that order. Excuse People me. get tased a lot in this film as well, which I enjoy. <laughs> but you, also, you see the stun guns a lot, which you hadn't seen since like that one shot in A New Hope. Well, it's, it's uh, a little more Asimov, right? They got in the uh, foundation books, they got the neuronic whips. Oh, so, Yeah, it's kind of, the, the, you know, that DNA, I guess. But yeah, basically, I, I do like, I like the casino scene. I can see why people find it awkward in just the running order of this film. I, I think, but in the bigger picture, I think it works. I think, I guess the whole sequence is intentionally frustrating in a way. Yeah, no, well, yeah, because that whole plot is like, you know, it's edging you and then never giving you the release, right? That's the point. <laughs> so it did sit with me better. It, it, like, I don't know. I, I guess I wish they were riding, like, $5 million animatronic beasts, <laughs> which isn't practical. Just fucking horses. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, put some, put some weird shit in this on. world. Why can't there be horses? Yeah, put a weird shit, or, you know, maybe you know what would have been great? Tauntauns. Oh, yeah. 
I'm having a top hat. Elvin could. Oh, let's just pause because I need to pee. <laughs> I've ever done. Was it now? No, it's at Glastonbury Festival, right? And there's a big old queue for the urinals. But they're just some fucking troughs in a field, right? <laughs> so I just stepped out of the queue, just whipped my dick out and peed on the grass. <laughs> and I remember it being like applause and laughs and cheers. <laughs> but also I remember like everything I ever did like that. So maybe not. Did anyone else do it? I think another dude did do it. Okay. <laughs> But you know, everyone's drunk, right? You're at Glastonbury Festival. Yeah, yeah. And it's just dudes queuing up to, like, <laughs> pee in these long buckets. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck this. So I just step out without my dick and pee. And I felt like, I felt like a hero. <laughs> <laughs> like a champion among men. I assume that's a lead like in. an asshole. Is that a lead in? <laughs> yeah. What? Okay. Are you leading into another thought? Or is that the oh, thought? That was just the thought, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I ended the last bit by saying I'm going to go for a pee. Oh, right. Okay. So, <laughs> what, so the thing I was going to come up with is um, this is the longest Star Wars movie, mm. but it's also the least epic, tautly plotted one. Yeah. Like, like every Star Wars film, it's, there's three locations, the second actually being two locations. Basically. Yeah, pretty much, right. right. You start on one planet, everyone splits up to two planets, yeah. rejoins. Yeah, so this one, I guess it still basically follows that, but it's just much totter, you know? Well, it, it feels like it splits its characters up even more, and every character has a real journey to go on. So it, stuff is always happening and moving forwards, plot or character or something. It's just there's a lot of them. We wrapped on the actors. Uh, why don't we wrap on the characters? Uh... Let's start with Ray's journey. Yeah, so obviously the first film it was she's just like a nobody and she eventually discovers she needs to help these people. In this one it is her trying to find... So at the start there's the great scene where Luke's saying, no, why are you here? No, but why are you here? Because she's just saying, right. oh, you know, the Jedi... She's the giving talking points. Yeah. And then she realizes the reason she's here is because she doesn't know who she is. And she gives and those talking points like three times. Which yeah, yeah. is effective, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she doesn't really know why she's here. <laughs> and then, so she, and I think Kylo points out to her, like, you're just looking for someone to tell you you're, like, important because you were abandoned by your parents, right? So at first it was Han, now it's Luke. It's also maybe Leia. Is that why Kylo telling her she's nothing? It's just a psychological ploy? No, because it, it's him telling her, like, just accept the truth. I just be your own person. I want to accept that truth. I'm just worried that yeah, I'm about, about to find out that's not. <laughs> that scene where he's telling her, like, you're nothing, you're nothing, but not to me, <laughs> did feel like real douchey teenage boy trying to hit on someone's <laughs> shit. Like, that was some pretty, uh, pretty abusive language there. <laughs> but no, her journey is just, obviously it's learning the ways of the Force a little more, but also just learning to be her own person. Right. Because eventually she, she just gives up on Luke. She's like, well, fuck it, I'm going to do it then. Yeah, because she was her own person back on um, Jakku. Jakku. No, but she kind of wasn't. She was just waiting. She was waiting, but she was pretty well effectively doing a thing. In a, yeah, yeah, she was yeah. living her life, but she wasn't like... 
she didn't have a big role in the galaxy or anything. Oh, of course. Okay, so Kylo, what is his journey? That's an interesting one. It's kind of the same journey as Rey's, right? He's a because little Because he's more... like, he's, a, he's following Snoke, he's trying to be Darth Vader, and then he's, his journey is realizing, like, no, fuck all that shit. I'm Kylo Ren, I'm gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna roll the gas. He makes that um, breakthrough, though, like 10 minutes into the film. To me, that's him demolishing his mask. But yeah, he moves off from the Darth Vader thing, and then he, he throws off Snoke as well, and then he's just like, well, yeah, then the last thing he wants to do is kill Luke because he wants to just break away from the past entirely. Yeah, so he's just trying to completely demolish the past. So it's an obsession. Without the obsession, where, where would he be? Um, I, you guys, I almost wanted to believe him and Ray were going to team up. I think and they I still think they are. I think time. they're going to. Yeah, because I think the point for both of them, what they need to realize, is that the, like, the Jedi on their own are not are already telling half the story. The Sith on their own are telling half the story. And they're going to realize, though, they need to just create a new order of just the Grey. The Grey Jedi, whatever you want to call it. A new world order. Well, just... They just need to be humanists. <laughs> and we do need a proper solo. We, he, he off the last one. It's his responsibility to fill in the gap, maybe. Oh, uh, no, I feel like Poe is solo, right? Yeah, but he's dumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's Poe's journey? <laughs> Don't be a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, it's, um... Don't be a it, cocky it's, asshole. It's to think about the bigger picture, not the moment, right? Mm. Yeah, his, his is a very clear cut. He needs to learn an actual lesson about being not a shit commander, right? Well, he got to be such a hot shot in The Force Awakens, right? He, he didn't do anything wrong there, did he? Yeah, but because all he did was pilot. Yeah. Which is what he's good at, right? <laughs> but this was him learning that if he needs to actually be a leader, there's more to it than that. <laughs> Any more journeys? Uh, well, Leia, I mean, she's passed out for most of the film, but there's something going on there. Well, she's... it's a passing the torch thing, right? Yeah. For her, Han, and Luke, it's like... Well, that's why Poe needed to go on that journey. So that now Leia can trust him to lead the Resistance. Because, obviously, his heart was in the right place. And her and Holder have that little moment with, like, oh, he's a troublemaker, I like him. <laughs> but, like, that's how you start a rebellion. It's not how you lead one. Right. <laughs> Which is, you know, the universal truth of history, like... You start a rebellion to, like, fight the power, but then you end up being the power. Yes. And that's just the cycle of history, right? I, I, we do know that Leia sends out her signal, which gets no response. It probably will by the next movie, but in this movie, it's bleak and horrible, and the entire rebellion is... Yeah, even, well, way more even than Empire, right? It's oh, like, God, it's just the Millennium Falcon by the end of this movie, yeah, and the yeah. 30 people on board. <laughs> well, because I think, I think I saw people complaining with the old, like, Oh, but they won at the end of Force Awakens. How are they in such a dire state this time? But they survived Force Awakens. Yeah, they shook a bee's nest, you know? But, like, the um, Starkiller base did destroy the Senate and the fleet. (laughs) 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 Those guys we saw on that base of the Resistance were all that's left. And, yeah, they took out Starkiller base, but the First Order is big. (laughs) Yeah, there's a baseball bat in the beehive. (laughs) Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, it's kind of the same starting point of Empire, right? It was like, I got the impression in A New Hope, the, Resi- the Rebels hadn't really been actively fighting up until that point. They'd just been organizing and protesting and causing trouble in the Senate. Because it says, the opening crawl, which is basically Rogue One, they've won their first victory. So yeah, in, Rogue- in A New Hope, they blow up the Death Star, but now they've started a war. And now the Empire is going to cover them 
with military force, yeah. not just trying to arrest them or whatever. But by the end of Empire, we do have an entire fleet with a medical frigate, which I, I did notice, oh, the medical frigate gets taken out first. Yep. <laughs> no more fake it's, it's not built for speed and combat, is it? It's a medical Neither frigate. Neither are the transports so. in the end, are they? No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's cool. So, uh, you know, this does take Star Wars to its darkest places, its lowest places as well. But that's kind of cool. Yeah, well, it's also, you know, it's fairly reflective. The world maybe needs a bit of the old revolution and a bit of the old resistance. Yeah, <laughs> not just not just a um, cursory, oh, we're rebelling, but you're actually fucked now. Cause... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need, it needs to be... Well, because even in the original trilogy, sure, it was the rebels and the Empire, but they're just two armies, right? Yeah. Whereas this needs to be an actual, like, rising up of the people. Yes, yes, there's going to have to be more of that to bring balance in the end, because... Who has the power? Kylo Ren. The people. The well, people have more power than Kylo Ren. No, but at the end of this film, Kylo Ren has the power. Oh, he's got the political power. I'm just saying, you know, like in any in, in our reality, I mean, you know, governments can't just do shit. They have to at least get a cursory, you know, um, consent from the people. Oh, okay, let's go back to uh, Game of Thrones briefly. There's a bit where one of the characters in that tells a little riddle. Um, there's a, a sellsword. And he bumps into three people, a priest, a king, and a rich man. And the king says, as your king, I command you to kill these other two. And the rich man says, well, I will pay you to kill these other two. And the priest says, you'll go to heaven if you kill these other two. Who has the power? <laughs> your story. <laughs> well. None yeah. of those things matter if there's no stories to back them up. Well, the power is where the people decide the power is. Right, exactly. None of those inherently has power. Like, like, even money is artificial. Oh, yes. It has the value people say it has. Mm -hmm. Every, all artificial is value. All, <laughs> all value is artificial, sorry. Well, I, I, I feel like the narrative this year, I think the United States was supposed to start their war with Iran this year. Mm. And they made quite an attempt, but in the end, the people were just like, no. <laughs> yeah. So the empire, Kylo Ren, still needs a cursory okay from the people to take out. Mm. The rebellion, the resistance, or I don't want to call them the rebellion again by the end of this movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so is that I, I would like to see that thread be a little bit of a thing in the new one where um, he wants to do it, but he simply doesn't have the psychic um, backing to do it. Maybe. Could be interesting. But I suspect it will just be spaceships blowing each other up in a sword fight. You can still blow up spaceships and have lightsaber battles amidst all that. <laughs> so. The other be thing, then... Because Kylo is quite violent. When he doesn't get his way, he just goes fucking nuts. Oh, yeah, that's the only reason he's the leader, is he, like, Hux was going to shoot him because he's a fucking liability. <laughs> they choked him into making him the leader, right? Got a force choke. He he's not got loyalty behind him. He's got fear. Yeah. <laughs> so does that make him a ruler but not a great leader? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I suspect he'll be... What would be a good plot, which we might not get, they might not be... Wait, this. He could just be ousted from the First Order in the next film. <laughs> <laughs> like, him and Rey are just operating as, like, a solo act because they don't really have... Oh, look, a hawk! Oh, yeah, there he goes. He's using the Force, that hawk. Oh, I hope we get to see him kill someone. <laughs> Thank you.
this film is Star Wars, right? Yeah. So it's an action film. At least in part. Well, sci-fi film. Fantasy? Sci-fi or fantasy? Fantasy, sci-fi, action, yeah. Yeah. This one gets a bit more into sci-fi than a lot of the others. Yeah. With like, it's all like technology kind of plays a big role in the plot. It really, I mentioned their very, very first part, but it does definitely take a few notes from Battlestar. Oh, it's a very Battlestar plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like that. Well, also, like, the spaceships have fuel. They haven't had fuel before. Yeah. Well, they've always had fuel. They guess they yeah, but it's just they've never shortages. mentioned it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but, like, I think it, like all Star Wars, it is, it's about the character drama first and the side second, right? Yeah, but do yeah. you hear people complain sometimes, like, oh, the, uh, why, why would they use those slow-moving bombers? It doesn't make sense. But, like, it makes sense for story and drama and emotion reasons, which is more important than the fucking nerd <laughs> science shit. But, no, like, I just wanted to talk about the action of this film. Um, I think it has my favourite action scene of any Star Wars film. What's that? Throne room fight. It is pretty cool. It's just sick, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, and the, the start, though. Just turn the lightsaber oh, around. <laughs> that was such a good... I love that. And that... He did... points the lightsaber at his true enemy. And you know what's happening, but it's still just so satisfying. Even knowing it's happening, it still slightly well, catches you off guard. You're just especially like... because of how fucking... Like, let's be real. Snoke is shit. <laughs> he was shit in The Force Awakens. He's shit in this. And, like, the Emperor was shit as well. Darth Vader's the interesting villain. Yeah. So, like, they know that. So it's just like, just bump him off. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, because here Kylo's your instant villain. Yeah. So. Uh, but then, like, they don't go into... You don't get the rematch of Ray versus Kylo. No, no, you've got to wait till the next one for that. You get them fighting together against these fucking samurai imperial guard dudes. Yeah, I did like the... Um, I put a note somewhere in here, but the, yeah, the, the slight uh, revision on the imperial guard thing was pretty groovy. So yeah, that fight was just so exciting. And just visually striking with like the red room and it's burning up as they fight. And there's just some cool moves where they're like passing the lightsaber to each other and stuff. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Oh, there are a few... Um... I will kill you is usually not a good negotiating move, even if you're evil. <laughs> that's what, I mean, that's Snoke's go-to, right? He's like, I will kill you! It's like, dude, you're not finessing this at all. Oh yeah, but it's because he's confident he could just take the information from her head without <laughs> right. her consent, right? <laughs> oh, Which um, he seems to pretty successfully do. By the time he releases her, he knows where Luke is. Yes. <laughs> Uh, did you want to get to any other? Did you want to get to any other of the action scenes? I also really like uh, Luke and Kylo, but we've talked about that one at length already. Yeah, we got into that. That is fantastic stuff. Um, the the ship explosion is quite fantastic. Oh, I mean, that's because the Death Star just I'm like, but that that collision, and uh, we still have what Rose and Finn escaping on a yeah, the ship's like ship. falling apart. That's, that's really cool. cool. Um, that did have some CGI, but the, the shot itself, uh, uh, you know, Holdo should have should have yelled ramming speed wharf style before, so, but, oh well. I've also seen a lot of nerds being like, oh, well, why haven't they been doing that all along? Why build a death stuff? They're like, you know, for all we know, it's like a one in a million shot that it'll work, right? Yeah. Han does tell us that, like, you know, flying a hyperspace ain't like dusting crops, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that Leia dumped Han for Holdo? <laughs> <laughs> No, I just think that was just friends. Was just no, friends. I do too. I just, it's funny. 
Oh, I really love the little scene with them where they both try to say the force will be with you. <laughs> That's just cute. I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> other, a, other than that, you didn't get... Like, there's the bit with the speeders, but it's not really an action scene. It's just they're hoping they don't get killed. <laughs> no, there's a fair amount of talking about stuff in this film. Yeah. Uh, for, for a big Hollywood action film? The opening escape, I guess you get, like... Um, What's his chops? Poe blowing up the guns and then they send in the bombers, but that's not really played like an action scene. It's just this slow, depressing failure. <laughs> the uh, Rosa's, Rosa's sister dropping that bomb in the end is pretty groovy, though. I yeah, mean, it's yeah, a cool that's shot. what I mean. It's, it's a yeah. great shot, great effect, but it's not like action. No, no, no. It, it, it's the it's the um, slow movement of a symphony. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, film, the film is tense and exciting and thrilling, but have much in the way of fights. No, use a story and character to ratchet all that up, yeah, which is the way a movie should do. Yeah. yeah, because by the time you do get any fights, you're so invested. Like, by the time Ray and um, Kylo did fight those guys, I was so excited just to see them work together and see them kicking ass. Yeah. So I guess my, my last question is, has this movie subscribed to Disney Plus? How do you mean? There is no point, is there? You're just being mad. No, no, no. Uh, uh, I thing. don't think so, right? Because Disney Plus, <laughs> with all the Star Wars shows and shit, yeah. it's for the, I love canon, I love backstory, I love technical specs, fucking nerds, right? Yeah. But this movie's like, no, that's not what Star Wars is about. Star Wars is just about human drama played out over a grand space background. So, my real question, which I, I did ask but uh, in that way, but um, how much Disney... Are we seeing more Star Wars or more Disney running through this? I feel like um, we're seeing a lot more Disney and the Avengers, for example. This one, the Force they, Awakens. I think they gave... Who was? I forgot the name of the director of this one. Because Gareth Edwards Rian is Johnson? Rogue One. Yeah. They gave Rian Johnson, like, do what you want. Which is amazing at this point. Yeah. And what he did was... What he wanted. Yeah, and it was... I loved it because it was like... Obviously, he loves Star Wars... But he's also got a vision to do something new, he's right? In, he's in line for the new, new trilogy, is he? Oh, he was. He who was. knows what the fuck's going on yeah, there? Yeah, who anymore. knows what's going on? But I, yeah, and this its film came out, and it was so good. But you got the fucking dork backlash. I think Rise of Skywalker is all Disney. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Rise of Skywalker is good. I, I was, I'm worried it's going to be so safe. I was disappointed here this guy was not making episode nine. Safe. So, because it was just rock, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I mean, who, maybe, like, have you ever done the thing either at school or online where, like, you take it in turns to write a chapter of a story? That never worked. Right, but they, they, they occasionally work if you're willing to just take the other person's idea and go with it, right? Yeah. But is that what Abram's going to do, or is he going to be that kid who's just like, no, I had a story in mind, and I'm just going to undo everything you wrote and go back to the story I wanted to write? He got the ball rolling. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like... Oh, what they maybe what I would have liked is just a third dude. Yeah, or, you know, which maybe was, maybe well, not a dude would have been good. Yeah. Let's not get to that. Well, they, <laughs> they got a shit dude originally. It, it seems. Yeah. Trevor something, and he made the movie so floppish that they just kicked him off. Is that how it worked? Really? What job is this? Oh, uh, they there was another dude tied. Got uh, he was tied to do episode nine, and I'm well, I'm not. Shit, I should have looked it up before he did this, but... Yeah, I don't remember hearing th that. There was someone else that was going to do Nine. Well, we'll talk about, we'll talk about a this new more voice. in the Nine episode anyway, yeah. right? but he had made a, a book. Uh, a, it's the book of something, I think. Uh, but he he made a movie that basically flopped critically and commercially, and then he got uh, dropped from episode uh, Nine. And they brought back JJ. Yeah, but right, yeah, if it had just been, like, three completely separate by 
people just which was about. the plan is my point yeah I'd have liked that yeah. or I'd have liked keep Johnson but just going back to Abrams it's just giving me all these red flags that they are going to try and course correct and pretend this film never happened yeah. and we're going to get so just a really safe Star Wars we'll get back to you about that next week yeah <laughs> Damn, it's close it's close it's not as close uh, as the people listening though yeah, we got a few that. weeks. We got like three weeks. If you're listening, you have like one week. Here's a question. Do you think of yourself as a Star Wars fan? I think of myself as more of a Trekkie then. I, Same, I just right? lit a fire there, but uh, I like Star Wars. It's great. Right. But, I, no, but I never think of myself as a Star Wars fan. But I, I know a lot about Star Wars. I really like Star Wars. Same here. Wars. Same here. I spent loads of my childhood having lightsaber fights. Oh, I, words, had a, right? I had like a spoiled child amount of Star Wars toys. Same. I like... Me and my friends would, sketch, would coordinate so we'd get different ones, right? So when we played together, we had, like, everything. Yeah. But I just... Because there are Star Wars fans who are so into Star Wars, I just don't... I never think of myself as one. So maybe that thing with The Last Jedi appeals to people like a good story, like a good movie, but maybe uh, rubs the Star Wars fans the wrong way. Right. Yeah, it appeals to people who like Star Wars, but not people who live and breathe Star Wars. Yes. But then we're probably, we're the other side of that coin for Trek, right? Yeah, I, I kind of... Because I don't, it annoys us when we get the ones which are too, which are not Trek enough. Right, I don't dislike the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies. I call them great movies, bad Trek. Yeah, and... Uh, Even under Darkness, I like the movie, but it's terrible Trek. Yeah, it's a fun, <laughs> it's a fun Rob good action season shit, but yeah, it's awful Trek. The first one I don't dislike. But it's still bad Trek. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing. But yeah, I... I to compare to a normal person on the street, I probably am a Star Wars fan. I've played lots of video games, I've read books, I've watched movies. We have a photo. I fucking dressed as Darth Vader <laughs> for a week this year for Halloween. <laughs> uh, but I did, uh, uh, at the school I work at, the South School, we got the Halloween pictures on the wall. And it's funny, the first half of the week it's all Han Solo, and then the second half of the week it's all gold shirt Star Trek. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess that's where I am. In the end, I'm going to put on my gold shirt. But yeah, I want to be Han Solo for yeah, a while. But yeah, I am, I'm super excited to see another Star Wars film in the theaters. You know? Oh, of course. So it's an event. We're going to hit it. It's going to be good. Well, yeah. I don't know. The movie's going to be good. The experience will be enjoyable, and we'll have well, a good time like, talking about it. And feeling, I hope it's good. That feeling when you're sat in the theater and it just rewind a week or go a few hours in real time and hear me talk about uh, the Phantom Menace soiling that for me but right but that even after some disappointing no, films I know. No, when my you're first... sat in a theater and it hits you it just feels good I agree my first known last year I was, I'd say the titles are always a good sign but the last film I watched was The Phantom Menace well we talked before <laughs> I've been in the run up to Rise of Skywalker I've been watching all of them right yeah and obviously I, that meant I've watched one two and three <laughs> and then the next weekend I watched Star Wars I'm like oh yeah these are good <laughs> like <laughs> And oh, you, you just, got to, you, you got to watch the original ones too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I actually have those on DVD back in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Because they did, they did that one release where it had both versions, and then never again. I like the clunky effects. <laughs> oh yeah, they look better. <laughs> That's the thing here. Most of the effects look good, but those couple CGI, yeah, just make them clunky and practical. See how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, oh, here's a weird thing: Chewie's hands. I didn't notice. So I feel tell like me. I'd never notice his hands in any of the pre in the original trilogy. Does he have fingers? Yeah, he's got like they just look like a black man's fingers. Well, now he's not. He's 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 the pilot. 
Yeah. Is, he's he's uh, Chewie is doing some awesome piloting on that not hot salt planet. On Force Awakens, there's a shot where you actually see him like plant a bomb. You get a close up of Chewie's hands. He's like, oh, he's got like human fingers with just like a furry wrist. And I can't stop noticing it now whenever I see the current trilogy Chewie costume. We'll have to go back to the holiday special. I, when I watch, look at the Wookiees. When I watch um, Empire, which will be like tonight or tomorrow night or whatever, I'm going to have to make a point of just looking at Chewie's hands. Mm. Does he have human fingers or is his hand furry or what? It, it makes I, sure I never notice it in anything except these two films, Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Yeah, I don't think I even noticed in these. I just never thought about his hands. Okay. Well, I had it, and then it, it gives you a close-up. Yeah. I'm just like, wait. Ugh. <laughs> He's got human skin fingers. <laughs> so, okay, I guess we're wrapping up. So fuck the haters. This is a good movie. Yep. It's a good. It's man. It, it's it's. It, I think this comes in after Empire for me still. So where do you feel on Porgs? I don't like. It makes me think of the uh, the CGI hedgehogs or whatever at the beginning of uh, Crystal Skull. Oh really? I like, oh, I think they were mostly practical effects. Yeah. I like them. They're cute. Yeah. Also. They, they didn't, like, meat. take down the Empire, so... <laughs> yeah, that's a good... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's a big plus. They're just well, there I for... I also like Ewoks, so fuck yeah. it. I, I, had, I had stuffed animal Ewoks when I was a kid. Ah, uh, here's, here's a weird one for you. I don't know which I like better out of Empire and Return. I like Return more than most people do, I think. I, I don't feel it's a step down, but I still go for Empire in the end, but... I think, for me, my ranking is now Empire and Last Jedi is in the second slot. <laughs> Yeah, it's around there. Well, I like telling people it's the, my favorite one and the only good one. That's <laughs> mostly just to piss people off. In, I, yeah, Empire still. Empire still wins the day. It's it's cliche to say that, but yeah. uh, I, I will go with but that. But between Empire and the two with Jedi in the title, those are my top three, and yeah. I can't be bothered to decide what order they're in. Yes. The whole point is we did not. I have a polyamorous not, relationship with Star Wars. We we very yeah we very easily put this above A New Hope. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I would. That's saying something. Yeah, because any prequel movie does not go above any original trilogy movie. No, definitely not. And, and I don't think the Force Awakens. Force Awakens yeah, movie, because it is just a new it comes movie. in right after the original yeah. trilogy. Yeah. But this one does rank in there. I think uh, haters uh, can fuck themselves. I will say though, the Death Star trench run in the original film is just one of the all-time greatest film scenes with the original effects. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the tension and. <laughs> The music, because he's going in, and he's like, is he going to do it? No, he doesn't. But No, of course. It, it's a fa They just, you know, they learn. Well, well he learned to get, let George someone Lucas else direct. Wife, right? Yeah, and then he learned to let someone else direct, and then he fucking forgot it for the prequels. Yep. <laughs> and then he sold Star Wars, so here we are. Yep. Um, I guess we're, we're going to get you next week where we go see this new Star Wars movie. This has been Matt. This has been Luke. We are sitting in the temple, so you should... Get the fuck out of our sci-fi sanctuary. Thank the wedding. Thank the... Get the I'm, fuck out of our sci-fi sanctuary. You're supposed to say get the fuck out of our temple today. Okay. Uh, okay. Whatever. Bye-bye. Blow up our temple with your force powers. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, um, if you want to run, there's a very specific note I'm looking for here. So give me another thought while I'm looking for it. I would, if you hadn't said that, I would have naturally just given another thought, but now you've really put me on the spot. I've now I got shit to thoughts. edit. I got editing time. <laughs> Sing an editing song then. Editing song, editing song, while I'm wearing my editing thong.